Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, and welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. I'm Nick Mercer. This is episode 38 of the podcast, and today I'm talking to Harrison Brown. Harrison is the CEO CEO and founder of HeadCheck Health, a Vancouver company, Vancouver-based company. And actually, Harrison was on this podcast in November of 2015, so three and a half years ago. And uh, three to five months, three years and five months ago. Uh, and I'll get Harrison now to actually introduce himself, talk about just what he remembers from his, he talked about it, what he was talking about when he was last on here, and to introduce to you his company and tell you about, about what, what they're doing, and uh, and the great product they're, they're developing. So, Harrison, please go ahead. Great. Thanks, Nick. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited to, to join you again. And uh, I think we were just kind of joking around that the last time I did this was, as you mentioned, almost four years ago. And I, I think I was doing it from a, a hotel room in Quebec City uh, when I was working with uh, the UBC football team doing concussion research. So it's uh, it's great to chat again and, uh, you know, good to catch up and kind of, uh, you know, joke about kind of what's happened in the last uh, period of time that, that we, uh, we we spoke um, but yeah, just to I guess bring you up to date on on kind of what happened there was uh, we were doing concussion research with the UBC football team where uh, there was kind of two goals to it. One of them was uh, we had you know certain players wearing mouth guards that had impact sensors in them, and we wanted to quantify uh, over the course of a season, you know, including all practices and games, uh, what was the amount of trauma that players were receiving. Yeah, actually, and, if yeah. I can quote myself, myself from my, from my own blog here, I said, you've been researching the link between a player's brain function and the number and magnitude of the hit sustained. Is that about it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it was it was a cool study. So, so we were, yeah, so we were collecting impacts from, from certain players. And, and so uh, we did it for a number of years. But but basically, we, we had players wearing mouth guards every single practice, every single game uh, for a whole season. And, and so we... You know, obviously, given the assumptions and 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 uh, you know error rates that go into those those technologies, 
you know, we were able to really quantify how much head trauma players were getting over the course of a season. Um, and obviously it, it differed between position. It differed between if you were a starter versus a backup. Um, but that, that was kind of the, the first part of the study, which was really interesting. And then the second part to it was uh, we were collecting weekly tests for concussion. So we were kind of uh, you know, using this battery of you know, the gold standard stuff plus some, some, some novel things that people were developing. And we wanted to see kind of first off, did any of these tests change uh, after a certain amount of head impact exposure? Uh, and, and also, uh, was there a way if, if you knew that somebody was was receiving, you know, a certain impact or, you know, a combination of impacts, whether uh, there would be an effect on, on those those scores? Right. And and that's yeah. So, so your findings are you mentioned your right now is not on to the still technically doing your PhD on a bit of a lead from it now where you're doing this, your company. But how did that lead to to your your you know, head check health and this your whole your new company you started? You found yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, they're all interconnected in some way or another. Um, one of the things that that we developed when I was doing research was, you know, this new balance sensor that was going to, uh, you know, give sideline people and, and medical staff a, a better way to quantify balance. And, and at that point in time, you know, balance was was considered, you know, a really important indicator of, of concussion severity and, and the injury itself. And so we, we, we kind of came up with that as, you know, what we were going to go to market with and saying, hey, uh, we know the current way that even in the NFL, they, they measure balance is they have a trainer stand in front of, uh, you know, the player and, and, and count the number of errors they make. And, and so it's very unreliable because it depends on you know how the score interprets the data. It if if you have two trainers scoring the same person at the same time, they might come up with a different result and then make a different decision. Right. So we came up with this sensor that was going to you know essentially quantify the balance of, of the athlete very accurately. Um, and yeah, we, we we started with that and uh, that kind of rolled out of the lab and and then this company HeadCheck started. Uh, and, and we, you know, we gave it to teams and they said, this is, this is great. This is amazing. Um, but balance is really only a small part of, of, of what we have to do. Uh, you know, we've got to do cognition testing. Um, my, my buddy down the street on another team, he uses a different test. Right. And so it became very apparent to us that they're really, if, if you want to have an impact and you want to, you know, be a widespread, uh, tool that's adopted, you can't really just have one tool or one test. You know, you've got to be almost a jack of all trades. And yeah. so that's really where where we took off and, and where we took the positioning of, well, how about we just give them a tool that that's very flexible that that they can customize and they can choose whatever it is that they want to do. And, they and so being the, they being the team, you mean? You yeah, say, they being the medical staff. So oh, so for example, let's say you know we're a team and and you're the head doctor for our team. You might decide that all the other tests out there are garbage and we should be doing, you know, the Nick test. Oh. And, and so when our team and our, and our, even our, our trainers and our, and our athletic therapists and our physios, whenever they log in, they're going to have to run Nick's test. Uh, and that might be very different than, you know, a test that, that UBC football would be doing. Right. Okay. And, and so now, so that, this, this product can use, if you want to just describe what this weird new product does, what it is, like what, you've what you're now producing sure. developing 
Yeah, so so it's essentially what, what a head check is is it's a it's kind of almost like a universal concussion tool uh, in the sense that it can work for any team, it can work for any level of play, and and the reason why it's able to do that is because it's completely customized to, you know, the the level of play, uh, the the protocol, the the sport, and also the education level of the person that's using it. Uh, so, for example, if you know a, a, a higher level team with a, a uh, a doctor or a neuropsychologist, if they pick it up, uh, they can customize it so that they're using tests that are applicable to doctors and neuropsychs. Now, if a parent picks it up, uh, we think it would be completely unethical and inappropriate for somebody not educated to be using the, the same tests. And so what we do through our process is, uh, you know, we qualify, you know, what what credentials do you have? What's your level of education? And, and, and what do the current laws and protocols uh, suggest would be appropriate for you to do? And, and so what, what happens is, you know, somebody might go on their phone and open up HeadCheck and, and click perform test. And without them even knowing, uh, they might be given a completely different experience, a completely different set of tests and, and, and procedures uh, than somebody else. And, and so really what we're trying to do is we're trying to enforce these, uh, you know, these recommendations and, and, and best practice principles uh, that, that really haven't really been enforced. Um, and, and what we find is, you know, at every level of sport we go into, there's, there's people that are just blatantly going against, uh, you know, some of our, our Canadian concussion guidelines and, and, and best practice. Right. So, so what do you, what what protocols and practices, best practices do you do you set for your for your product, or do you go by what a certain league standards are, what a certain league standards are, or a team standards, or however they want to define their best practices? Are they league wide or nationwide or sport wide or international? Yeah. yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it's really a collaborative efforts uh, with the organizations that we work with. Uh, in general, I, I would say we, we cater towards them in terms of, you know, what what are the policies you have in place in your current league? And, and kind of what happened was maybe 10 years ago, when everybody started getting freaked out about concussions, yeah. the, the first thing that organizations did was they raced to come up with these policies. And, and so every single organization would have this policy. And, and this policy would be, you know, based off of, you know, parachute stuff or, um, you know, some of the other groups out there. And, and, and it would say, hey, concussions are really, really serious. And so as a result, we're going to do these different things to keep the athlete safe. Um, and so it might be we do A, B and C. And, uh, you know, what happened was the commissioners or, or the directors or the presidents, they they've come up with these you know, policies that, that they really had no visibility into whether they could follow them or whether they were following them. And, and so what happened was, you know, they came out with these policies and, and, and nobody really follows them, to be honest. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so what happens is there's a complete mismatch between what organizations say they're doing and what they're actually doing. And, and so part of the, the reason why we exist is, we provide a very, very easy framework to figure that out. And, and right. so what happens is the league tells us, hey, our policy requires us to do A, B, and C. And we go, okay, great. Well, here's a tool that you can use to customize uh, 
to the exact specifications to do A, B, and C. And then what we do is is regularly over the course of that season, we go back to them and we, we provide them with tools to basically figure out why well, are you actually doing A, B, and C. And, 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 and I think it, it's a really, really cool idea in, in that, you know, we're, we're helping organizations find issues before they become a problem and, and we can fix them. And, and so an example of that would be, uh, you know, depending on, on the state or the province or the country even, you know, clearance is, is, is probably one of the bigger issues that we face, right? Um, Sorry, what is there? Clearance? Yeah, medical clearance. So, okay. so you know, if, if you are deemed to be concussed or suspected of concussed, you know, uh, a lot of policies will call for a physician clearance, and right. and some of them will even in, in the United States, for example, they'll call for athletic trainer clearance or physiotherapist clearance. Um, but you know, nobody has any visibility right now into how it's actually being done. And so, over the last you know four years, we've because we've worked with a lot of these organizations, we now understand a bit better, well, how is it actually being done? And, and, and um, you know, I, I think the, everybody hears these stories about, you know, parents trying to clear their kids on their own because the, the scouts are in the room yeah. or, or, you know, coming back after seeing, uh, you know, a, a medical professional that, that's maybe not qualified and presenting that letter. Um, and so I think there's, there's a trade-off between ticking the box as to, you know, what your policy asks you to do and, and doing what's best practice. And sometimes they don't align. Right. Actually, that kind of goes well into your, if you're the head check health slash education, you have education section of your company's website. That talks yes. about, that's invaluable for people to read about what the protocols are for, for memory, for behavior yeah. changes and physical issues and also yeah, and, sorry and, and uh, we also on that website i mean we also have a list of that we keep up to date of the latest free resources for education right. um and and we've taken the standpoint in our company that being educated on concussions whether you're a doctor or an athlete you should not have to pay for that um, right. That that should be something that should be freely available, and there's, you know, there's great organizations out there, you know, here in Canada and in in Parachute and, um, you know, the Concussion Legacy Foundation, and, and and there's there's so many good groups that have this information available, um, and the idea of of people having to pay for education or or training on this stuff, um, I think you know needs to be needs to be changed. Um, I know the Canadian government obviously is, is, is putting their, their efforts into, uh, you know, educating the, the general public on concussions now. And I think hopefully that will fix it, but I think everybody should be educated on it and then they shouldn't have to pay for it. Yeah. Right. Excellent. That's a very good point. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, and you're on that same education page. There's your return to sport strategy and return to school strategy. And then you say, learn more. You have step one, two, three, you have to six for sport and up to four. Is it four for school? Where did you get these? Uh, where did you get these steps? I know I I know what you have to say. I followed them. You can tell me. <laughs> yeah, pretty... they're they're just uh, they're adapted um, from from other organizations and 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 again like the the way that our return to play and return to sport works is again it's it's up to the organization. So if an organization decides that they want fifteen steps or they want three steps, uh, you know they can obviously run both of those easily in, in our system. Um, but but those are just infographics that that we've made um, from kind of the, the the best practice stuff that that makes it a bit easier to understand. And the reason being is that you know those are you know they're just really pretty in, in the sense that you could print them out, yeah. You know, put them on the wall in the locker room. Uh, a kid could read it. And, and, and so again, like we're just trying to make this stuff more accessible. And, and again, like the education on, on what those policies are and and, and what they mean. Uh, you know, needs to be free. And, and so sometimes we, 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 you know, we try to put out content ourselves that that makes it a bit easier. And if you look at, you know, the return to play, uh, you know, protocols or policies or, or steps that are out there from, uh, you know, from, from other groups, sometimes they're tough to interpret because it's a lot of words or uh, maybe some of the words the general public wouldn't understand. And, and so we just try to, when, when we're able to and, and when we think it's helpful, uh, try to help you know translate some of that stuff so that it actually can get used and, and people can get educated easier. Right, and uh, and if people want to click on the learn more links at the end of those return sport return to school strategies, they take you to the uh, concussion. Was it not called the uh, the concussion the consensus on concussion the sport sport concussion consensus. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those are those again, those are those are great documents. They're, they're great information. And I think, um, 
you know, we want to support those groups as much as we can. And um, yeah, I think we're all, we're all trying to work towards the same goal here. And, and kind of as, as we, we talked about earlier, you know, the last time we spoke being almost four years ago, if, if we kind of wind back as to what the world looked like at that time, I would say it actually looked pretty different. It did, you know, yeah. I, I think the awareness has come a long way. Uh, it, it still has a, a lot to go, but I, I think, you know, even from, from my experience of, of, of being a researcher at the time, you know, the first year we ran that study, it was it was tough to recruit subjects because they, you know, they, they didn't want to be assessed for concussions. They didn't want to have data that could maybe, you know, determine that they're out of the game or, or, or anything like that. And, and so I think if we fast forward to now, I, I think it's, it's very different in the way that even at, at UBC, the players look at it in that, you know, they're, they're interested in the data. They, they want to know what the, the numbers mean. Um, and so, yeah, I think the awareness has come a long way. And, and certainly in the tech world, you know, tools are now being made like ours where it's a very niche product. You know, we're, we're trying to help teams be compliant with their policies. Um, and, and we're trying to, to make it easier to keep players safe. And I think that's very different than some other technologies that are out there that are, you know, trying to develop new tests, uh, new types of tests, uh, you know, biomarkers, all this kind of cool stuff. And I think everybody's kind of working towards the same goal here. And, and I think that's what, what we're excited about. Is there any is there any uh, sport or league that you think is doing something new or something that's maybe that should be looked at a bit more about their just in general or just it's doing something good? Sure. Um, I would say one of our clients is the Canadian Junior Hockey League. Uh, and that's the that's basically junior A hockey across Canada. So there's you know uh, there's a there's a, a league or two or, or three in every province, and yeah. it's kind of the top level of of, of junior hockey. Um, and, and one of the cool things that that they're doing is is this year they decided to use head check across the entire league. So you've that's got great. about great. yeah, so, so you've got about 133 teams across Canada. Um, you know all the way from you know the east coast to the west coast. And, and one of the, the really cool things about it is, and, and, and maybe a lot of people don't know this, but the, the amount of transactions and trades that occur in junior hockey is astounding. So you've got, yeah. you know, 15, or 16, I, I you know, didn't 16 know that. well, you got 16 year old kids that are literally being traded from Halifax to Vancouver Island and they're going and living with a new family. Uh, they're going to a new high school uh, you know the, the trade deadlines in 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 January, and and so it might be right before their exams. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it's crazy, and I think, you know, there's a lot of complications that that happen when you're a high level athlete like that. And, and one of the things that was occurring was, you know, the the way that concussions were being documented, and 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 how that information flowed from one team to the next was was not standardized. Was that was that so, data being lost? Uh, I don't think it was. I don't think it would be lost. I think it just would never leave. So okay. what happened is, let's say your team in Halifax was using Nick's test, and uh, you got traded to somewhere on Vancouver Island. You might show up at your new team, and and they might never get access to the results. But also, maybe they don't use Nick's test. Maybe they use Harrison's I don't know, test. Harrison's test exactly. <laughs> and so even if the data did transfer, it wouldn't. It wouldn't even be helpful. 
Um, and, and also what might happen is your team in Halifax might have access to uh, cl- you know, a, a collaborative, uh, multifaceted uh, clinic in that area that has a neuropsychologist, uh, a, a, a very well-trained athletic therapist, uh, a, a neurologist, and then you move to Vancouver Island and, and you might have an equipment manager that, that is tasked with, with, um, with executing that policy. And so what I'm trying to explain is, is that we realized there was huge differences across this league. Um, and so the first task that we had was really trying to quantify, well, where are the differences? Uh, what are ones that we can address through technology? And so the transferring the data thing is, 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 was obviously very easy. Um, so, so now the way it happens in that league is if you're traded from Halifax to Vancouver Island, before your plane even lands that trainer on the new team has access to your data. So there's never going to be a time in that league now where you're playing a game and somebody in the building doesn't have access to your file of concussion data, which I think is, is really cool. That, that's very important, yeah. So I have just one last question on the uh, technology aspect. Is your, your, your like the old technology kind of oxymoron, but... Uh, your former, your technology you went to market with first, right, Jay Health? Is that, is that still something that can be used by sports teams or by you or, or any other, any other say, researchers? Are they using your your, your technology that you had to yeah. first? Yeah, no, it's it's still alive. Um, it's it's still uh, it, it's still being used. So so we have that being used right now in in research studies mostly. Uh, so, so researchers are doing it and, and kind of the, the main reason why researchers like it is when you're doing uh, a study, like the, for example, the one that we did and, uh, you know, for a full season, we followed around the football team and tested every player once a week. I think we had four people. I think we had, uh, one PhD, two master students, and then, uh, some, some undergrad basically volunteers and, the amount of time that it took us to collect the data was just astronomical. Um, like it was just so difficult, and uh, you know, it was it was it was a great experience, but it was you know we we almost killed ourselves, and, and you know our, our our number of subjects and and uh, you know the amount of data we got was was great, but it was still it's not a multi-centered study and, and all kind of stuff. So. I think the the reason why researchers like this balance tool is that it provides a really easy way to collect the balance data without having yeah. to, you know, have somebody there that's knowledgeable in, in some sort of computer programming and lab view. And uh, so, so it is still alive um, in terms of teams using it. Uh, we're still determining kind of where the best fit is. Uh, you know, I think in some cases it, it, it might be really useful. For example, uh, you know, high high level elite clinics that that can make use of of the data, the data, um, you know, or or really elite uh, sports medicine teams that that um, you know that that can really make use of it. But I think there there is a lot of the market probably where it wouldn't be useful. Uh, you know, if if you've got you know an, an older team and uh, you know there's let's say an equipment manager there and and the league has not required them to to put a medical professional in place, it, it probably wouldn't help, to be honest, um, because it wouldn't be appropriate to have somebody that's not qualified, uh, you know, look and analyze that data anyway. So, 
you know, you've got to have the right people in place to, to make use of, of high level technologies like that. And, and I think, um, you know, we're, we're hoping in the future everybody will, but right now it's probably a very small part of our, our customer base. Right. But your software is doing well. Is there any, anything else about your software? Your, anything else you're excited about new for your software that you're looking to or? Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that, that we're really kind of looking forward to is, uh, right now we're building a lot of partnerships in, in the space. Uh, so other companies that, that make tests, uh, you know, stats companies, uh, you know, these types of, of folks. Yeah. Um, and, and I think if we look at, you know, the, the development of, of the concussion technology space, if you want to call it that, uh, I think the way it's going to go is is there's going to be a couple of groups that they really work collaboratively and they focus on what they're good at and you know HeadCheck we're we're good at making an easy tool to use yeah. uh, we're we're good at helping people not, understand where, yeah and, and understand where they're not maybe compliant with what they say they are and and helping them fix that uh, but there are definitely better people that are developing for example biomarkers and um, you know we're 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 just simply not experts in that area and, and we probably never will be. So our, our goal is to really find those experts and, and, and teams and, and companies that are doing great stuff in, in other parts of the concussion problem. And rather than having head check try to take everything on itself is, is you know, collaboratively working with those folks. And, and that includes researchers and, 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 you know, subject matter experts as well. Oh, great. This is awesome, Bill. Thank you so much. This is a great chat. Um, is there any way that people want to find out more about Head Check Health? How can they find you or reach you? <laughs> uh, they can they can go to the website. It's just headcheckhealth.com. Uh, you can find everything there. Uh, we do have an, an app in the Google and Android, or sorry, Google and Apple app stores, and uh, you can download it for free. And uh, you can use it for free. Um, if you want to register and get some of the additional services, uh, then that's where you go to our website and connect us. Okay, and you're on uh, what's all the, what social media? Twitter? Yes, yeah, so uh, Twitter is at Hedrick Health. Uh, we, we, we have uh, a new Instagram page, which uh, I'm terrible with, but uh, we have much smarter people working on it. Uh, so we just, we just started Instagram okay. um, and obviously Facebook and, and LinkedIn as well. Great. Well, thank you so much, Harrison. This was a great to catch up after what three years and five months of leave. Three <laughs> five months almost, almost two hours and six months almost. Um, yeah, so yeah, you're right. Though the world is the concussion world, at least brain world has changed a lot since since just even even then, even when I just started this just started this podcast. You were episode yeah. you were episode nine, and now wow. this is episode thirty-eight, and uh, <laughs> in those in those. 29 podcasts between it's about well, 20 years it's it's uh the world is definitely i've noticed that there's been a noticeable shift in the way the information is gathered and the way it's interpreted so it's absolutely it's exciting i guess in, the, in that sense and uh hopefully anyway so uh thank you so much no problem nick i appreciate it and hopefully uh it won't be another three years before i chat with you next again i hope not <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you again, Harrison. And please check out Head Check Health's website. It's got very good information there. 
And please check out my website at www.concussiontalk.com and check out my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages. As I wrote in my last post, I would like to do more public speaking. So if you are interested, please contact me via my social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or via my website. Thank you very much. Thank you all for listening, and I hope to produce another podcast very soon. As always, music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.